0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
2: Yeah, welcome to the Inspired Evolution, a show dedicated to helping you actually live the life that you love. I'm your host, Amrit Sandhu, international speaker, global coach, and loving podcaster. As a gift for tuning into this podcast, I have something really special just for you. My premium short course, which can teach you how to meditate in just seven days, you can download it now at www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. That's www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. Learn how to meditate in just seven days. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerfully insightful conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes launching every Monday designed to help you live the life you love and keep you inspired to evolve.
0: I think it's all angel, just walk
2: Yo! Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. And lads, ladies, creatures of all kinds, plants, are you listening? Grab your headphones. It is such a pleasure to be here today. We have with us Kamal Ravikant Kamal, welcome, brother. That might
3: be the best intro I've ever had, man. I was not expecting that. We
2: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> were talking before, you only had one earplug in. I bet you're glad now because I didn't blow yeah, up my I ear drums.
3: Yeah. <laughs> You know, thank you for having me. You know, I'll tell you something. You guys have been very, very patient with me, trying to get me out for a while. And you know, in all, in all honesty, I haven't, i turned down every podcast for the last three months. You know, when uh, "Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It," the—the—the actual—the published version came out in January of 2020. So I, I did a bunch of podcasts, and I realized—I think in February I was doing a podcast, and um, I was answering all the questions. I realized I was answering questions on autopilot. I was like, Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this feeling. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's fine. You know, like I got, I saw that podcast got a lot of good responses, but like I have my own little standard for if I'm going to do an interview where it's got to be in the moment, it's got to be whatever comes out. And I didn't like that feeling. So I was just like, okay, I'm taking a break and letting my mind settle. And then this whole COVID thing happened, you know, which is a different (laughs) way to get your mind settled. So uh, you're actually really like the the beginning of, of uh, doing podcasts again.
2: No, oh, thank you so much for reflecting that back to me. And like, yeah, as I was sharing with you before, like for me, it's it's such a blessing. Like, I'm really grateful that, you know, there are times and when perhaps if, you know, you're too busy to even show up on a podcast, that work like yours is keeping you as busy. Because for me, fundamentally, it's about spreading um, the vibes of, you know, the work that's similar to what you're doing, which is love yourself. Like I can't wait to dive into this. For those, perhaps just put a little... Pin in it just quickly for those tuning in, Kamal, bestselling author of, of three books, right? Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It, which I can't wait to just go deeper into that. Like literally just I visualize a heart and let's just peel that apart and let's see what's going on in there. Live Your Truth, Rebirth. The key thing for me is that these books are not just bestsellers, right? But genuinely, they're having a profound impact on the lives of the people they reach and touch. Everybody, even in my coaching practice, I have recommended these books to have just been like, dude, thank you everybody consistently wow. again thank you you know and um every time i've recommended it, i've never had anybody come back that, like not come back and speak to me about it so love yourself like your life depends on it is a real jewel and you know i think one of the things i'm really excited to dive into today is also about like i know that when the way you've written them and what they mean to you is like they're bigger than you and I just would love to talk today also about like what it means to have something bigger than yourself to contribute to like that and like the, 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 yeah, the vibe of that. Uh, a bit of background, um, Kamal's obviously been a very successful Silicon Valley entrepreneur, but then he's also fell from the perch. And what I love about Kamal is that I guess sometimes we get that real rare real, real, real gem of an opportunity, right, when the right person is at the right place at the right time Perhaps in the worst circumstance, in the best circumstance, take it what you will. And what I mean in that example is that perhaps like I run for this metaphor, right, which is say we're in a bloody grueling war and you're in the front lines, right? And there's just it's a mess. It's chaos, right? But there just happens to be someone that takes the right picture at the right time that captures the entire essence, not just of the battle, right, but of the war. And in that way, the challenges in the medicine that is this book, that is, you know, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It, it's written so succinctly, powerfully, and I'm just grateful that Kamal was there to be able to share his learnings so eloquently, so beautifully well put together in this book, that I believe only really he could have done. So it's such a pleasure to have you here, brother. Welcome.
3: Wow. Like, I'm just going to stay quiet and you can talk
2: about my work, man. (laughs) <laughs> I bet you missed him on podcast now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is, this is turning out to be special already. So really, I mean, I'm, I'm quite speechless. I'm, I'm, thank you so much.
2: Oh brother, thank you. So By I the way, and, I,
3: and I know you have good taste in books as I'm looking at your video and looking at the books behind you. I am that. You have, you know, you have some pretty special We're going books. to be talking about the this Alchemist, in minute, <laughs> the Alchemist. That book changed my life. Oh,
2: you know? it's, such yeah. a, it's such an amazing read. Yeah, so I want to I want to dive in, bro, and I want to, like, this episode may be a little bit chop suey because we're going to go all over the place because I'm just tapestry-wise just going to try and paint as many mm-hmm. colours onto the canvas as possible. I want to talk about, hey, what do you think it says about a society where we can't actually say we love ourselves, and that's a derogatory term. And I'm just going to reflect this back, give a bit of context around this. When I read your book afterwards, like, friends were coming up to me and, like, something's changed. And I'm like, yeah, something has changed. I've had this realisation that not only for myself do I want to love myself, but I realize that in society, I grew up, right, with people turning around to me going, that dude loves himself. Check that bloke out. He loves himself. Like, as if it was a derogatory thing, right? And, like, we grow up not being able to say that I love myself out of fear perhaps even of just what other people are thinking of us when we do love ourselves.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know what's interesting is that um – um Uh, People confuse loving yourself and narcissism. It's the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Every narcissist I've ever met, you know, I I get to meet a fair amount of people just in my life, at the kind of life I lead. Every narcissist I've met is not someone who loves themselves. They are deeply insecure, damaged people who just focus it a certain way. Right. I mean, we can talk about, look, talking about certain politicians on the world stage that we know are pretty severe narcissists. Do you think this person really loves themselves, loves life, or are they, is they like a, a bundle of insecurity and hate? It's like, look, what is depression? What is hating ourselves? You know, like that's, a, that's just a sword pointing inward versus loving ourselves taking the same sword and pointing in a different direction. You know, it's, it's, uh, and honestly, I was never the guy to believe in this or talk about this. This was something that life just smacked me hard. And I had to do it to save myself. You know, I was not that guy. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's like, I, I like to make a joke. It's like, you don't go to Brad Pitt for advice on how to like meet women. You know, Brad Pitt walks into a bar. <laughs> that's it. End <laughs> the story. Brad Pitt walks into a bar. Done. Women. What you do is you go to the guy who, who was shy, insecure, was quiet, and end up becoming the guy that who could actually go meet win- the women he wanted to meet and date the women he wanted to meet. That's the guy you want to learn from. Right, so for loving yourself, I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Okay. You know? Thanks for thanks for acknowledging that. Tell us a little bit, brother. Like I know I know your story, um, but you've had yeah, you're you know you're having an amazing run in Silicon Valley, and then your venture. You decide to create like the biggest venture for yourself to really excel at it, and you you kind of hit a point where a few things collided into the one moment where you just you hit rock 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 bottom um mm-hmm. and i think the quote that yeah was really revealing and i love the way you write brother again is the way you said it was if i was depressed it was a good day yeah um, i remember yeah. that yeah and so, what do you think about, like, what was going on in that moment that brought you to, like you said, like, this, I wasn't the guy for for this, like, I wasn't the guy that you would be, like, tuning into, like, and stuff like that, but you were at that rock bottom, and then why was it, like, what came through in that moment? Where was this birth, this love yourself?
3: That's a great question. You know, you know what it was? It was at, look, we've all touch some sort of bottom in our life, multiple times. If you live life, you know, you're, gonna, you're gonna get dinged a bit, right? This one was, was really, really hard because it hit my ego in every way. I built this company, it was high profile, i took taken money from friends and lost, and then the whole thing blew up, I lost everything, I was really sick, I was losing relationships, everything that, that mattered to my ego was disappear, was coming apart at the seams. And, and because of it, I was coming apart at the seams. And I lost sight of the big picture and I was just in the, I failed, I'm a failure, I don't deserve to be here, the whole works, right? And I was quite miserable and what it came from was a moment of when you reached that breaking point. Right? It was like either you break or you decide no
1: more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
3: And I hit that point, you know, that very bottom. And it, it, it's a point that all human beings recognize. We've all been there in some ways, or we will be there in some ways. Um, and it was just like, no more. And I'm going to get out of this or die trying. It was literally that. And what came out was pure it came from within me if i had sat down consciously thought about it it would have been very different i would have thought about how to like fix my business or this or that you know just do all these rational things where it came from pure from the heart and what came out was i sat down at my journal and i wrote a little vow to myself and the vow turned out to be a vow to love myself you know i'm paraphrasing badly but that's that's what it was and that was such a pure thing because it came from like deep, deep, deep within. I was not planning it. I wasn't even thinking of that word. But it gave me the solution. The solution was that. The solution wasn't get up, take a cold shower, work out, drink your coffee, do sit-ups, do burpees. <laughs> you no, know, it was like, <laughs> damn it.
2: You know what I mean?
3: It was like something so pure and so profound. I remember sitting there looking at it like, where did this come from? And but because I had made a vow to myself, I'm a big believer in you know co- the power of commitment, keeping your word. Um, because I made a vow to myself, I had to keep it. Now, here was the guy to use that go back to that metaphor again, you know, the shy, insecure guy, all of a sudden you throw him in a bar full of women, you know, and and how's he gonna do it? I had no idea. Like, I didn't read books, I didn't, uh, I purposely didn't, I, because uh, I, I had, I have, you know, I'm more, from, I come from like a doer mindset. You know, like, show me the practical way to do it. Don't tell me to love myself. Yes, great. Enough people do that. Tell me step by step how to do it. And I hadn't found anything like that. I hadn't come across anything like that. And so I was, I just sat around trying to figure it out for myself. And I tried to figure out in my, and I realized like, look, all my problems began in the mind, in my mind. So the solution had to be in my mind, it had to be inside, in my mind, in my heart. That's where the problem was. That's where the solution had to be, not outside. So I just started working on the inside. That's all I care about was the inside. And I started doing things and I started noticing how my inside felt. And if it felt better, I went that way. If it didn't, I went the other way. And eventually I had a practice that I was doing and then all of a sudden I started to shift my inside. I thought it was really interesting. And I really come to believe this because it gets shown to me again and again. You know, sometimes I'm I'm amazed how obtuse I really am. that life has to show me the same lesson again and again. But it's like literally how you're on the inside basically – is how your outside's gonna be, in a nutshell. And so, like, if you're loving yourself, if you really start working on loving yourself, and it's not easy in the beginning because your brain fights it. You know, we've been we've been conditioned almost to think the opposite, right? And the brain is plastic. And so, um, at the beginning, it's not easy, but it gets easier and easier. Just like you learn to work out, you know, you work out a muscle. And and as you get easier and easier, you also note, notice things outside start getting easier and easier. Things that you don't. Control, you don't lift a finger, you don't do anything, things just start to happen. And that blew my mind. It was like, I almost felt like I had, like you know, like in the Matrix where he like touches the mirror and like the mirror, like, pulls at his finger. it was literally like, yeah, it was literally that. And I remember thinking, like, there's, I think I've, I've touched onto something in the fabric of reality with this thing. And I didn't talk that much about it in the original version of the book, which was published seven years ago, which was very, very small. But the new version, which came out, in 2020, which is, I think, four or five times the size of the original version, just as concise. But I wanted to actually take the all the questions I've received over seven years and resolve them. So it's like the complete package, right? Soup to nuts, the manual for loving yourself. Um, I do talk about that because now I'm free. Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, look, this is what I've experienced. I think you will, too, if you try it. But really, there is something there that when you do this, when you work in the inside, and the inside starts to shift and get better, your outside starts to literally reflect that
2: oh brother thank you so much for sharing that i yeah like i'm lighting up like a christmas tree it's really the only way i can really i can see that (laughs) when you say like the inside work is the outside work that's the whole ethos of inspired evolution right? showing up every day to learn to grow to try and just you know do the work do the work do the work so that we can actually live and have and i fundamentally believe that that means um, we will leave a better planet behind for the generations that are yet to come after us but one of the key things that you touched on in there um, is this, this relationship that you have with yourself with commitment even before this, right? And I, I kind of, sit, like, when you're sharing it, I can see the compression and, you know, that, like, artificially generated diamonds, like, or even officially generated diamonds, if that's a word, when the compression gets so intense on the carbon that it spits out and turns into a diamond, right? And then there's that alchemy that you had in that moment that was so much challenge. And then from there, boom, like, it was birth, like, okay, I need to make a commitment to myself. It's going to be I love myself your relationship with commitment and this is just from the outside looking in call me out mm-hmm, if it's not right mm-hmm. but you had this amazing manifold this amazing structure that gave you this ability to go okay if it wasn't for your relationship with commitment from my humble perspective would that have dropped in as nicely as neatly into the the spaces in between the framework that was Yeah that's really
3: astute that's that's astute I don't even know if I would have tried it if I hadn't had that relationship with the commitment because I felt so stupid what is this thing about, like, I'm making to love myself of all things, you know, it was the last thing, you know. Um, but it's because total, I believed yeah. in the making that commitment, because I made the commitment, I had to at least do it, give it my best shot. And also, I had nothing to lose. You know, when your back's against the wall, you have nothing to lose. You really to try anything. Who cares? Who cares? You know, the, the, the sad part is that a lot of us, and, or I'll speak for myself, the, those who tend to be kind of obtuse, have to, you'd normally wait till the back's against the wall. Rather than just pick up a book and apply it and change our lives. <laughs> you know? no, Which is part that. of the reason why I wrote this book. Because I was talking with someone yesterday. I was like, God, I wish I, I, when I was a teenager, someone gave me this book. Mm-hmm. What my life, what, what, the, what it would have saved me from. Just thinking that way about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, And even if I didn't appreciate it as a teenager, it would have planted that seed of loving myself and sometimes that's all that's enough. You know, you plant the seed. That's my goal here is to give the manual, but also plant the, the way I write. I'm continuously planting seeds inside your head about this thing that by the time you're done, you know, it's possible. You know, it's real. You know, it, if, you know, this crazy, this guy could do it. You know, <laughs> this guy can do it. I <laughs> sure as heck can. Whole <laughs> point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And,
3: yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's special man it's like the, like how you said like how the, the special time the special place you know like something I don't talk often about I've started to more and more it's like I was working in the craft of writing while mm-hmm. I was building companies in Silicon Valley I was studying Hemingway obsessively I was writing writing and rewriting books and then sending them to publishers getting rejection letters while building companies right mm-hmm. so, I, so I trained myself in the craft of writing and fortunately you know it's funny how the things that we do in life align but I was getting rejection letters right like they weren't connecting you know what they yep. were missing? I was working the craft, but they didn't have heart. I got the craft down. I worked hard to be able to write so simply about deep things that I really do believe, simps, you know, what, Who's I think Carl Lagerfield, simpl- simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Oh. It's the hardest thing to do in art. It's in any art right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you look at a well-designed app on your phone, and the simpler it is, the more work went into it. Mm-hmm. Right? The more thought went into it. The more just almost creative genius went into it. And, and so I had that ability, but I didn't have the heart. And then when everything broke apart and when I wrote what my experience was, I was writing from the heart and the skill was already there. You know, so these things that we do in our life that I thought I was failing as a writer, i never got anywhere. And then, but because I'd built that talent and that skill, when this thing of life happened, I could immediately put it down and write in a way that like a, a teenager could read it to like someone in the 80s could read it and still get something out of it, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and that put me on the map as a writer and all this time where I've been trying to write stuff, you know, and hadn't put me on the map and this little book written from the heart, you know, talking about how I failed and how I pulled myself from my bootstraps and from the inside and here's a little step-by-step manual, how you can do it, it put it out and put me on the map as a writer, funny how life works, huh?
2: Yeah, that's uh, what's resounding in the back of my head is that old Steve Jobs quote. It's like looking Mm -hmm. and when you're in it, it's all a mess, you know, and how he went in and he sat in that random calligraphy class one time. He went back and then like that became the typeface, like, like he understood the relationship with psychology and typeface so deeply because that was the one class he sat on at uni and he goes, dude, looking back, all the dots are in like a dead straight line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you're in it, it just like, seems like, wait, what is this constellation that is me? What are you talking about? Um, but, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Because like, obviously you just mentioned that, you know, there's this, whole, there's this whole dynamic in terms of everything that was happening was, you know, poised to a, um, yeah, to a certain degree. It was in service to you, right? Like even everything you went through, now looking back, you can see how it all fit in. But in the moment, that takes that takes some surrendering. That takes some awareness. Tell us a little bit about that, bro.
3: That's a good question. You know, um, it's it's. I don't necessarily know surrendering or awareness. It was more just a resolution. Like I gotta do this. I gotta I gotta say I gotta get better, right? Or I'm not. I the place I was in was miserable. Look, last year in the fall of 2019, I almost died pretty horribly, um, very messily and it's taken me six months to kind of recover and start to come alive again. And there I actually got to experience the dying and surrendering, right? It was, really, it was very painful, it was really messy. It was a surgery gone wrong and, um, and then having to do emergency surgery to save my life. And the surrender there was, int- was, was very interesting. If people wanna talk about surrender, it was like you, you have no choice. When you they have the ultimate no choice, so that's when you do surrender. But outside of that in life, we always have a choice. We always have a choice. No matter how bad a place we're in, we always have a choice. You know, we may think we do but we do. And the choice is actually on. The one thing we always have a choice on is to work in the inside. No one can take that away from us. Nothing can take that As long as we are breathing, that choice is ours. That is the ultimate choice that we've been given, you know. And that is a choice that can literally change everything, too, is to work in the inside.
2: It's the place where we have the most power, right, for ourselves. So I think I know I, I've obviously like done a bit of back work here and just tuned into the story of, like, the intensity of what happened to you recently. Um, and, yeah, I um, even just hearing the story, like, every time I hear it, it's like, whoa, well, is that really what happened? Um, and you don't have to go into it if you don't want to go into mm-hmm. it. But one of the things that <clears throat> really came through to me on the back of that was you're recovering from having been in hospital and gone through such a traumatic experience, is yeah. And you're you've come home and they've prescribed you a whole bunch of narcotics, right? Just Significant you, narcotics. Yeah, man. I just just to be like, like. hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go
3: on. I had them all. <laughs>
2: The narcotic cocktail of 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 well, when I was in the
3: hospital, I was in IVN and like all like everything. But I mean, it had to be. I was in such insane pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, remember that. It's not fun.
2: And then you've come out, and you're you've come out, and you you still got like not still got, but almost this like even greater resolve in terms of your writing to be like, hey, like now, even though like I'm in this state, I've got to get this book out to yeah. the point where you cease taking narcotics so that you can actually commit to the finishing of the book. What's going on there, bro?
3: First of all, I'm really touched that you've done all this research. Like, actually, like thank you, man. Thank you. It's, it's just, it was, um, so I had sold Love Yourself to HarperCollins and because I wanted to, I get so many requests from this book in different languages. And I also knew that what the original version I wrote, I wrote just a little thing to put out, but what I really, I have back a lot held back a lot about like the nature of reality let's create a manual let's do this like the step by step and also questions i got for seven over seven years from from readers right and so when i this was like i want to this i want to be this to be the definitive book on loving yourself that you can just go to anyone by the time they're done they're doing it literally that was my goal right that's my gift to the world and i realized in that hospital room that i would have left the world without putting it out the way that I knew I could. And I was, I was still here. So that I'll tell you, man, the level of pain I was in was horrific. And pain really grinds you down. I have such great sympathy now for people who've been in chronic pain. I can't, I can't even imagine that eventually, you know, it took many, many months, but the pain's gone, right? the level of strength it takes to grind through pain, and so I was on these narcotics while I was in the hospital, a significant amount. And when they released me, they gave me a bunch of opioids. And you know, the surgeon, one of the surgeons, said to me, "If anyone qualifies for them, it's you." Like he's like, normally we try to taper people off. Of you, he's like, just call me need more prescription. will just. Give them them. <laughs> um, and I think I was on them for a week, but I was tapering myself off because there was two things. One is, I started noticing in my mind that I liked them. And look, I'm not the only one who's taken opioids, and all of a sudden start to realize, think you like them, and that's the danger. Yeah. Look, there's a whole epidemic and crisis in our society that's destroying, I don't know, millions of lives, you know, because of the how, because of those things. That was one. But part of me said, okay, you know, look, you need it, you know, like this is you perfectly justified, you're in immense pain. But what it was was. You know, and I, and I was, the, I had something to put out to the world that i was still here, and I had mm-hmm. to give it my all. And so, and look, when you're when you're editing your work, um, especially the way I do, where every work matters, I mean, every word matters, you got your brain's gotta be sharp, and your brain is not sharp on opioids. I'll tell you that. It's very slippery, right? <laughs> right? So you're just like, ah, oh, it looks good, whatever, everything's fine, you know? Like we can see mm-hmm. what people, you know? I can see why when people's lives are not going well and take opioids why they get addicted because it removes that. Mm-hmm. It removes the caring about the pain. It removes the need to fix things, right. you know, and that therein lies the danger. So I actually went off them and just so I could work on the book and get it out in a way that I would be proud word by word to just hand it to someone to say, you know, I gave it my all. And you know, that book, it's, it's, it's interesting. That book gave me a gift too. get me out of bed every day no matter what Mm. kind of pain I was in to work on it. So it's like it gave me a gift in return. Otherwise I would have just spent, I spent most of my time just curled up in bed in pain, you know?
2: Mm.
3: Um, But then I had to do the work. So I had to get up. I had to go do it. I had to work on it. No one was going to write my book for, you know, and and write my book for me. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I love that brother. And thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to like, the only way I can really dive into that is a little bit by sharing my own context. And so, for me, yeah. I think it's fascinating to hear you say, like, and what was dropping in for me was you've written, like you wrote the first part like the first book. And admittedly, I remember reading the first version of it and I was like, Hey, I wrote this for my friends. And it's just it's grown wings and it's going all over the world now. It's a bit insane what's happening, but I'm just wow, like this little gem can, you know, help you from you know, the dark place that I came from and you know, spreading so much light. You're really grateful for that. But one of the things is you created this book and I think this just deserves a little bit of airtime. You created this book. And then since then, obviously, had this another, like a really another, I do not call it Dark Night of the Soul, but another challenging moment, right, in your Mm -hmm. life, like extreme challenge, like to the point where, for those that don't know the backstory, there was a moment where literally, like, Kamal surrendered and just said, you know what, like, wow, if this is how I'm going to go, then this is how I'm going to go, right? Um, And from there, birthed is, like, you came out with this even deeper commitment to self, this deeper to resolve to, you know, hey, I've got to finish, like, this book because this book has more to it, has more energy to it. You're already working on it, but now it's like... It's bigger than me. Right? That whole thing that it's bigger than you, I reflect in that, like, I feel like the inspired evolution. Like, I show up. I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed for this. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been on this journey for, like, three years. And it's just a manifestation of all the inner work that's been coming prior to that as well. But it's like the outward sort of you know, the in or out kind of journey. But in that, there are days where, yeah, I don't feel like Mr. Inspired Evolution. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel inspired <laughs> to all. There are days where I wake up and it's like, oh, today's going to be a bit of a grind. I can look at my, like, calendar already. <laughs> I'm just like, that's kind of all type admin types of stuff. Nah, man. But it's like, you know what? One foot in front of the next, you know, and this is all going to help things progress forward. And, you know, I guess we're just going to do give it the best we can. And then we learn to show up. And I've noticed just the energy, is where I'm going to go with this, is the energy that, like, it's almost like, yes, you birth something, but it's almost like a child, right? Like, the book is there holding space for you, for that, you know, so that you can get through to the next bit because now, like, what else? Like, if you didn't have that book, what would have been the calling to navigate your time and process through the next challenge so gracefully?
3: Yeah, I probably would have just stayed in bed, I'm possibly even on opioids. Who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like I got up to say it to... Mm-hmm to put the book out and the book that somebody saved me as well,
2: you know? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it incredible that we can create It's how it things? works.
3: It's yeah. really how it works. Yeah. It's like when we, when we think of some, what's bigger than us and, and, and it has to come from like not doing it for this. There's a passion, there's a, there's a purpose, there's a calling there when you feel that it gives you more in return. It gives you exactly what you need, even though you didn't know you needed it, you know? It really does. That's, that's always the case. It's one of the, I think it's one of just like the fundamental bylaws of of the human experience.
2: I love that. And so one of the things that's coming up for me in this conversation is, hey, like both, you know, your like love yourself, like your life depends on it. And sorry to be drawing so many parallels to my own story, but it's the best way to come from for me is like with Inspired Evolution, it was also burst out of one of my biggest challenges as well what is it about life that, you know, these, it takes challenge to create breakthrough, you know, like I often find myself sharing with this. Mm. It's like our biggest challenges form our biggest gifts is something I find myself saying again and again. And, um, but no yeah. truer in the context of, of your work, you know that that whole piece around self love and it's yeah,
3: me. it's it's something I've struggled with, man. Because it's like I don't it's want to just write same. books from pain. Man, if I haven't done yeah. the pain, like people are like people tell me, oh, you should write about your experience when you almost died. I'm like, no, I don't want to.
1: <laughs> I really don't want to.
3: I, I'd rather Why not? <laughs> like, I'm kind of enjoying starting to live again, you know. Um, and <laughs> but, you know, like that, the whole thing about a tortured artist, I kind of don't. I understand it, but I don't believe in it. I think what mm-hmm. it is is that, that our, our minds in, in, you know, in our society are going to be more comfortable. Uh, either they're comfortable or, um, if I might call it, lazy uh, being, the, being the way we are. And it takes almost like something to smack us to wake us up, mm-hmm. to make us take the next step. It's because, uh, I'll speak for myself, it's when I get lazy that happens. But it doesn't have to be that way. I can take what I know to be true and just work it every day. It's like, for example, you may some people may need a heart attack to wake them up to the fact that they need to to lose weight or they need to go and eat better, right? Eat cleaner. But you don't need to get to a heart attack. You can decide, like, look, I'm just gonna get fit and healthy, and this is how I'm gonna do it, and do it, and you don't have the heart attack. It's our choice. Except that often we just we just get caught in patterns in life. It's that's just it's just the human, it's human nature, it's the human mind. You know, it gets, um, you know, especially in the modern day and age with so much distractions that doesn't give us time for introspection and reflection that takes, mm-hmm. we have to set aside time for no, for not being on the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
2: not no, sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but the, the real growth comes from introspection. It comes from like taking that walk and, and just like listening to the, um, I was on this app yesterday that's getting pretty well-known in Silicon Valley, it's called Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And it's where like all these like Silicon Valley VCs and like celebrities get together and anyone can join the room and start talking. Mm-hmm. So I, I popped in on this room and I was just to them and they're like, hey, come on, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just about to go for a walk. They'll, so I'm gonna uh, leave. And they're like, oh, you can listen. We can be part of the, you know, you can just listen to us while you walk. I'm like, look, I no offense, but I'd rather listen to birds. I'd rather in <laughs> <see> the air. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to be connected yeah. you while know, I'm doing my walk, yeah. you know? Yeah. But so we don't, the, we actually have to make, which is actually one of the reasons why in the manual part of, the, of Love Yourself, um, I go into like, look, it's actually take, this is how to do commitment and how to make it a practice. Mm-hmm. Like going to the gym is a practice. You know, working out is a practice, eating healthy is a practice, you know, working on your relationship is a practice, this loving yourself is a practice You make it a practice. not And don't wait like I have over time to like really fall. Or, and I even share, share in the book, like, look, I got lazy in the practice for a long time and then eventually like things fell apart and I didn't handle them well because I'd gotten lazy in my mind. Yeah, I love you know, that part and you. I share that. So honest, you know, man. like I was very embarrassed to put that part out. I was, I, I you have no idea how many times I came close to cutting it. But how it's helpful so it was
2: for us because we've slipped on the yeah. practice as well, and then come back to yeah. it as well, Thank you. It doesn't
3: make me look good, but it's <laughs> yeah. you know, it, but I wanted people to understand. Like, look, like I'm not some guru. I'm not. I'm just a guy who works on himself. Look how I where I got, but look yeah. also how I can rebuild that if I fall. I wanted to show someone the internal journey. How I was rebuilding myself after I fell, um, but man, I came close to cutting that part. so <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
2: Yeah, I'm really grateful it exist because, like I said, like there's been moments where you know the, the practice has been really strong for me. Um, love yourself, your life depends on it. Love yourself. I love myself. But then there's bits where it's like slipped out, and then like it's like oh, and I'll I'll go back because this dude, the first book is it's an hour's read. Like you can listen to an hour's TED you can sit in a meeting for an hour, you can listen to that book for an hour, and it's just like zinc, you're back in. It's such an epic, and every time you take something else different away. One of the things you just mentioned, brother, was huge. Um, You know, this this hyper-connected world that we live in, we're hyper-connected to each other through these digital fiber optic cables, but taking that moment to just connect, right? To, yeah, I want to connect to the birds. I want to connect to just like, I just want to go for my walk and just connect back to self, connect back to nature, um, rather than just saying, you know, like, yeah, you can stay connected. Well, you can walk with your headphones in as well. Actually, no, I'm going to take a moment just to do that even that is a practice, right? And so one of the threads that I can feel through the through this conversation is where we started as well, is like your relationship with commitment and building a practice. Like I think practice is just a word which is so, one of the things I love most about yoga is actually that it brings the word practice or martial arts, they bring the word practice into mm. space vernacular. Otherwise, I don't really think they exist that much, unless you're a musician or a yogi oh, or a yeah, martial artist. Yeah. Practice is like, practice you know and it's like no but you build a practice like a meditator has a practice it's like you're not going to be an expert but show up and just explore like see how you go you know and some days you're better than others some days you're stiffer than others you know it's it's cool right? it's called cool a practice you're just showing up to practice but your practice takes commitment to show up for it tell us a little bit about commitment your relationship with commitment which i feel definitely deserves some air time because if it wasn't for that practice of commitment i'm not sure if love yourself would have been birthed through it Um, what drives you to stay committed and then any tools to build a commitment you mentioned in the manual it's there i think um
3: ultimately um you know commitment um i look back at any time any significant success i've had in my life and anything has come through making a commitment to do it Mm -hmm. and sticking to it and commitment doesn't mean you're you you keep it 100 percent we're human beings it just means you know sometimes you just decide this is who i want to be this is what I'm going to do to be that person. And then you do it again and again and again and again. That's commitment. And some days you do it really, excuse me, some days you do it really shittily. Some days you do great. Some days you don't do it at all. But the next day you get up and you go back at it. That's all it is. You know? Basically, there many commitments we do in our life we don't even realize because they become habits after a while. So brush our teeth. There's a commitment. If you think about it, every day, it's a commitment that became a habit. <laughs> you know, commitments result turn to habits. You know, like same thing with the mind. If you keep doing certain uh, loops again and again, they become habits. and they start running the show, then the other loops are running the show. Um, it's actually way simpler than I think it needs to be. One doesn't need to like be an Olympian or do Herculean efforts to commitment. It can just be simple like, I want to do this. And then just get up every day and like keep some, keep some sort of track. You know, what I did with the vow was I wrote it someplace where I could like watch it, read it every day. And so like remind myself of my commitment to myself. You know, a commitment to oneself is a pure act. It's a really pure act. It's, a, it's it, I think it's, it's like, um, it's a spiritual moment, more so than a spiritual moment. It's more like, it's a moment, it's a profound moment when you make a commitment to yourself. And then when you start to keep it, it also builds a confidence within yourself.
2: Yeah, self-worth. You
3: know? <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's the easiest hack to self-confidence I've found. Just yeah. make commitments to yourself and keep them. You'll just start walking differently. You'll think, know yourself as someone who can sol- do whatever they want by just making commitment to themselves.
2: Yeah, I totally relate. Um, in, actually, I can actually say that <laughs> with confidence <laughs> as well. I was... Um, yeah, I was diagnosed with having had depression for six years and I landed in the psychologist chair. And it's actually something I've never shared before. Um, but here I am. And I think this is the appropriate place to share it. Um, like, so I'm sitting in the psychologist chair and she's asked me to make a commitment to self. And my biggest challenge was that I was dishonest with myself, with my friends, with my family, with society. I just didn't know how to function or like as an honest human being. And it was a real challenge. This is like, eight years ago now, but this was like the hugest thing. I thought everybody was just fronting all the time. I thought everybody was like, check out my Beamer, check out my Merc, you know, Mm -hmm. and just like trying to be this person, but they weren't in behind it. They were like living in a shanty apartment. I thought that was everybody doing that, right? Um, I just thought that the whole world was fronting all the time, that it was completely normal to do that. Um, But all that, as you can imagine, spiraled completely out of control. Um, and then I landed as a young adolescent in a psychologist chair. And as you can probably identify just to think back when you were an adolescent, like you're indestructible, right? So that person, that mentality to end up face-to-face in front of a psychologist takes a lot of like spiraling out of control. So I was sitting there and she's turned around to me and she goes, I need you to make a commitment to yourself. And I'm like, okay. And she's mm-hmm. like, "I want you to, I want you to write down this commitment as of this date, as of this time. I will be honest, and I remember just like when she said that word "honest," like the carpet just came out underneath mm-hmm. for me. Because first of all, she pulled the thread right exactly where it was. Like, whoa, that's the that's the whole thing that I've been leveraged out on. Um, but it was that moment, and then I remember taking the pen, taking the piece of paper, and writing it down. Like, right? going, okay, as of this moment, as of this time, I'm going to do this, and. As I was doing this experience, I remember, so I already got a bit of a storyland, but she was wearing this white fluffy jumper, and she was like wearing this like rabbit fur jumper. And I was like, this is all very fluffy, and this is all very like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily like what am I doing? Just writing a sentence on a piece of paper. But in that moment, I had this somehow, this visceral realization. This is like eight years ago, mind you. So I'm not having these inspired evolution-esque type sort of conversations in that moment, but you can argue that's always happening. In that moment, I had this visceral realization that this is going to go as deep as I take it. Like this is a moment for me to show up for me, right? This is a commitment and only as deep as I let it ride is how deeply it's going to sink in. And I have decided to show up all the way, right? And it was just like, I've like, I'm at rock bottom, similar to what you shared. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to commit. Right. Um, and I didn't actually draw the parallels to that moment to the love yourself moment until literally just now in this conversation, but yeah, I remember just that commitment and how visceral it can be and how sacred that act really feels, which is mm-hmm. I think why I don't share it so much because yeah, like it, it's really something special for me um, that happened in that moment. But I think yeah, I think it's really profound what you're sharing and like you said, it's more it's it's spiritual and I think sacred is probably sacred is the best there. word
3: yeah. Yeah. By the way, thanks for sharing that, man. This actually helped me. And you know how you said, like, how much you give it, how deep you go with it is how it's going to give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, you should share the story more often. I think I it'll, really, genuinely. It'll a lot of
2: Uh-oh. Kamal is going to be my James Odecher now. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah so thank you for holding space right it was uh yeah this moment holding time and space i felt it right to to be able to share that and um yeah so in that i think it's it's really beautiful um the ability that we can make this commitment to stuff i think we alluded to it a little bit do you think and this is just me just airballing this with you is Do you think that's why perhaps we are avoiding making commitments to ourselves Because our self-worth is actually and our confidence is somewhat predicated on it. So we'd rather just not go there. It's like, hey, if I commit to something, if I commit to a yoga practice and I fail on it, um, then I'm going to hate myself. So I'd rather just not make any commitments to self. Do you think there's some avoidance?
3: That's interesting. That's interesting. I think possibly, you know, like it's like you don't set yourself up for, it's almost like you don't challenge yourself because you, then you don't fail, you know? yeah. but then where is life? You know, what is the <laughs> life you've led? What is the life you've created? You know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it can come from that place. But I think what, what would help is actually knowing that commitment is not, there's no, does not require you to be perfect.
2: Mm. Oh.
3: This requires to just get up and do it when, after you fail and you will because you're human. It's part of the package you know you don't look up the word perfect in an encyclopedia and see a picture of a grinning kamal or whatever you know, you just <laughs> right. the
2: very next thing i'm gonna do after i finish this podcast is jump on google
3: are <laughs> I mean, imperfect beings you know trying to do the best we can hmm. and trying to do the best we can and sometimes you know requires more from us and you know what that it, it what the person you become when you start doing that is, is special. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. People sense it in you. they sense in you someone like, you know, business or whatever. This is someone who can do stuff. Someone I can count on in life. Um, that comes from doing these kind of things and you can't fake it. You know, it's the way you, you feel about you end up feeling about yourself and carrying yourself. You can't fake that, you know, because, you know, human beings, we pick up and also, also like cues that, you know, one can't fake. Um, it, it comes from being that person. It's really special. It's one of the best gifts I ever gave to myself. I don't know where it came from. Maybe um, when you know I joined the U.S. Army when I was 18, and I remember boot camp. Um, at some point, it was really rough. It was infantry boot camp. And I, I mean, it's doable. It's, it's, you know, enough people graduate. I graduated. Uh, but there were times where it was just like, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. And I remember, like, at one point, I developed stress fractures in my feet that were so bad that they were going to uh hold me they, they said that if i that if if they probably will hold me back and have me redo it all over let my feet let my let my you know bones heal and then uh redo boot camp all over again and i was like there is no way in hell You're making me go through this all over again. Are you people insane? (laughs) So so I just kind of decided that no matter what the pain, I was going to get through it. And I took, I remember these Motrin, like these horse pills we used to call them. We used to pop them like candy just to get through because there's no way these people are going to make, put me through this misery ever again. (laughs) I wonder if that's where it came from. Who knows? (laughs) Well, that
2: kind of segues into one of my favorite quotes that I got from you, um, is and it's it's i don't think it's one of your quotes but i got it from you uh, is god acts and the devil reacts oh yeah yeah
3: yeah i read that uh last year yeah and I w- i've really been taking that to the to basically apply that to the mind mm. it's like when we are reacting uh, most most of our thoughts are in reactive mode all the time versus purely to start thinking of proactive mode, like how do I want to feel like loving myself was a proactive thing but making myself feel it even though the last the last thing my mind wanted to do right that was proactive and transformation comes from being proactive inside healing comes from being proactive inside you know like everything great comes from being proactive not reactive
2: yeah and I think that proactiveness actually is kind of like I in that in that quote, when I heard it, I could hear the yin and the yang, the dance between the two. Right? It's like because often um, we we like we all like you said we're all going to fail and we're all going to succeed, right? So we're all going to have that fear, but we're all also going to have love. So there's that dichotomy between the two. And one of the things that I have learned personally from your book um, is that actually, like yes, I'm always going to have my fears, and I can work on my fears with courage to like to walk towards them. Surely, right? Like that that does help but I found it to be much more powerful to just work on loving myself because when I love myself, I have a better deeper relationship with myself to then like when fear comes my way, I can understand mm-hmm. myself and my relationship with that fear much better. It's like, is this one that I need to move towards? Or is it one that's actually, okay, this is highlighting that this is not for me. Right. But that mm-hmm. actually cultivating the, uh, here we go full woo woo now, <laughs> but like, it, man. but like, Like cultivating the light is much stronger an approach than actually figuring out what's actually in the darkness because you can spend all the time getting lost in the darkness. And it's fine. Like I don't discount that as part of the work. When you're going to show up and actually like got things to do with your day, then like the actionable bits is like work on the light, right? Because the darkness is there. It's holding space for you to figure out your light, right?
3: Yeah, no, that's very powerful. In fact, one of the most powerful things someone ever told me, which I kind of applied to the Love Yourself practice um, he, you know, he told me darkness is the absence of light. So he said, you know, like if you're in a dark room, you don't fight the darkness, you know, darkness being any kind of pain or whatever. He said, you just find the nearest window, pull out your rag and start cleaning. And the light comes in and takes the darkness away. So your job, he told me, you know, is like, whenever you're in darkness, clean your window. And for me, loving myself, the practice was just cleaning my window.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love that.
3: Because light does what it does, man. Yeah, do it's anything. just got
2: its own thing, right? Yeah, love You just does let the light, light in.
3: in. You don't have to make the light do anything. Light does its thing. It's <laughs> so, a bit wired for it. So good. You know.
2: Yeah, brother. While we're here, tell us a little bit about for those that are tuning in. Like, I highly recommend um, tuning into the book um, because it uh, so many reasons. Uh, firstly, it changed my life. Everybody else that I've spoken to, it's changed their life. That I've recommended the book. To. Wow um and that is like that doesn't require an asterisk that requires no it's legitimately like every single person um and that comes from like having philosophy of gatherings in my house and having recommended the book and everybody that comes to the gatherings have repeatedly come back wow.
3: to. Thank you. Um, and so... I should have HarperCollins give you an affiliate code or
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. It's, uh, I, I'm, I'm writing the good love juju. Right? The love comes back. The love feeds back. <laughs> I different. know, I know. Affiliate love. <laughs> um, but one of the things in there is um, I'd love to sort of, just touch into a little bit around the practice just while I've got some time and energy to do it here um, is like for, just like for me there's it's the book is short it's simple right and you alluded to this before mm-hmm. it takes real energy to actually simplify things right um, and to make them easy to approach so a lot of energy went into that you can tell but even the practice and the things that are installed in there for us to approach are easy simple Mm -hmm. easy Mm -hmm. easy but like easy to approach for sure and once you go through them it's like i think they're they're designed to be stacked on top of each other it's definitely a stack um but it's simple and it's like it meets you exactly where you're at it's such an amazing tool bro like tell us the the first place where we launch off with the reciting of your 10 breaths and telling yourself you love yourself
3: well you know it all came from me just working my mind and seeing what shifted um But ultimately, I think what I tell people is like, especially in the new book, is like, look, before you start doing any practice or whatever, right? um, First, I walk them through a process of forgiving yourself that I've done a few times because you got to let go of the past. You know, we all carry, uh, you know, just gunk around with us. Let it go. If you let it go, then you can move forward into loving yourself. It's much easier. I've done both, you know, with or without. It's easier when you do it when letting go. And it's a little process, you know. I'm someone who like who's very always been very introspective. I'm always trying, to think of myself, coming up with stuff. It's a process, something I came up for myself, and I share with people. And guess what? You know, it's basic human things, and it works with people. So welcome to welcome that. Forgive yourself, then make a vow. Okay, if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna love yourself, don't half-ass it. Really give it to yourself. You know, like if you don't think you deserve it, then you need to do it even more. That's when you, you know, like the people who feel like they deserve love. They don't really need to do it. They already love themselves. Or you can make do it better, whatever. But like, so make the vow. To make the vow, it's a commitment to yourself. Make that commitment to yourself. You're worth it. And if you don't believe that, it's okay. Just do it anyway. Even by the time you're done with this process, you will believe it. All right? Make that commitment to yourself and keep it somewhere where you can actually like read it daily. It's your vow, your commitment, your sacred act to yourself. For something that's purely going to change your life from the inside out. And then you start doing the practice. Right. And the whole practice is based on, on making yourself say to yourself and feel for yourself, love for yourself. Right. And the people can choose different, different phrases. You know, I really start off, I just started telling myself like an idiot, I love myself. I love myself. And eventually I started making myself feel it. And you realize, then you start to realize, look, I control my own, my feelings, my thoughts. My, you know, what else do I control? Like, what else am I, being, can I be proactive about inside? What happens is you start to take away. Power from the regular loops that the mind runs. Mm-hmm. The mind runs pretty consistent thoughts and loops that seem to may change, but it's the same underlying feelings and, and, you know, anger, fear, this, that, whatever. It's the same underlying currents and it shifts away from that. And then I use concepts like, you know, letting light in. So you start to feel a light coming in. You know, one of the very basic things that I came up with was because just to, just to like overcome my own personal laziness was 10 breaths. Do this with, like anyone can. 10 breaths, do it throughout the day, right? Take a pause wherever you are. You can do it anywhere. You can do it, by, you know, listening to someone, doesn't matter, you know, but it has to be 10 deep and purposeful breaths, like really like you're present to those breaths. And with the in-breath, you feel light coming in. I find that light is really important. It just does something. feel light coming in and and you say to yourself, I love myself or say to yourself, I am loved or I love me, whatever, but it's got to be love. It can't be a like or this or support, any of that there's something special about love and you say that to yourself and you make yourself feel it as as a light and your breath is coming in and then when you breathe out you let go whatever needs to go do it for 10 breaths move on you do that throughout the day do it say five times a day watch how it shifts you you start making a practice watch how it shifts you so like I do things like this throughout the day and it's also great to just break your what I call the garbage train that your thoughts tend to run on yeah totally. you know, just stop and this will der- derail the garbage train. You know, like so much of our thoughts is just like ruminating about something and this and that, that really does not serve us. And if life really is from the inside out, you want to, to actually start focusing on what, what, what serves you. And love. Like right now, lately, I've been playing around a lot with I am love rather than I love myself. Because I'm feeling, I am. when I say I am loved, it's I'm just loved by everything. I feel like <laughs> love. But it, but it arises from within me. Right. It's not dependent on anything. Right. And it feels beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I walk around feeling beautiful. I mean, it could, that's your worst case scenario. <laughs>
2: yeah. Everything's serene. I, I love that. And I have to. So then there's that.
3: other practices I've yeah. added on to this, right. Like other things I've added on that, but it, to kind of make it a practice. And I say like, here's the core stuff. And then there's all the stuff you can pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Like I talk about, you know, some things I've done for coming in terms of childhood stuff. For childhood abuse, you know, gone back and love the child, mm. you know, and like really save the child and just like like show how to do that exercise. I just put in like whatever I've done that's worked for me. Mm. Some are core; the rest, pick and choose as you wish.
2: Yeah, I think that work goes super deep. So, again, those this thing in super simple, right? But super deep because it is at the core of you know self love when and sitting in and doing work with people it's like often it's just if we could learn to love ourselves it, it heals so much in that space and i'm just in know like when you're i'm thinking back when you were sharing that To i remember when i first started uh, many years ago it was i love myself and you're like i was just reciting it like an idiot <laughs> it's like mm-hmm, me i remember too. I, I remember sitting i remember sitting in boardroom meetings right i'm <laughs> just sitting there and like i don't need to be in this meeting and so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that practice. And I'm just like, yeah. like I love myself, 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 I love myself. And I remember just saying it, like, on loop, on repeat. And that it started becoming a thing. It was like, if I'm not meant to be in a meeting, I'm just going to keep saying it. And I'm just going to keep saying it in my head because otherwise I'm just daydreaming and thinking about other things mm-hmm. that don't really serve me. It's almost like a meditation now. I can just sit there and I had to practice of meditation already. And then something shifted when I was like, oh, oh, emotion. Oh, like I said it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of like this thing like i love this whoa Mm -hmm. oh whoa oh what was that and then you get addicted (laughs) it's a little bit yeah it's like a little bit like you get this good juju and it's like it's like gratitude almost right it's like yeah yeah oh okay i feel like i'm onto something here and then yeah building that practice for me actually i did the the mirror work before i got to the meditation so finding myself Mm -hmm. uh planted in front of a mirror as you shared in the book um, like from there feeling it, feeling it. and then finding myself in the mirror, just looking at myself dead in the eye and going, I love myself. I love myself. And just feeling like, wow, like almost like going on these, it was a bit of a trippy experience initially because I've never really sat and eye gazed with myself. Nothing called me into that because i have been mm-hmm. sitting there going, what am I doing here? Um, so I'm sitting here like eye gazing with myself and like telling myself and I can actually feel like I'm having a conversation with some part of me an eyes, soul, something going on. Mm-hmm. not really sure what not qualified but still feeling it um anyway, and from, the
3: one thing about qualify, as long as it works man Who cares, <laughs> get, right? yeah. care about what works
2: yeah totally and then the meditation i loved how simple you kept it bro like find one piece of track that you can actually like nlp yourself almost to just like drop in like mm-hmm. set the anchor yeah and once you go into that one track you can just meditate to that and every time you drop in the juju arrives already and um having used that you can listen to that track and not actually focus on the I Love Myself meditation where you pull up a pillar of light. You legitimately hear the track and it's like, oh, because I picked the track. You just go there. Me and my wife generally yeah. listen to anyway. And I'll hear it and it's like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, all the vibes. All the vibes, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's um. It's you really, really get it, man. I'm impressed. Ah, uh, thank you, oh, right. It's so well put together. The book is like—it's uh, perfect. <laughs> it's a testament to your work. But thank you. It's a blessing to receive, bro. Truly, truly, thank you. a blessing to receive. One of the other things, right? So, one of the other things is this is the, all the self work, and we talked about this before. Like, the self work is a mirror, and it's a reflection of the outer work. And you know, it's I you know hang my hat on that in spite of illusion. One of the things that you said is, and I love this, is like. Because I found myself, this was a really powerful hack. And for those that are listening in, you may not get it until you apply it. But your question is for the external, right? So the internal, mm-hmm. everything we're talking about is internal. But the external is, if I loved myself, what would I do? And that was a game changer for me bro. That was a complete game changer, is asking questions of myself in moments when I had decisions to make, when I had challenges facing me, Remember you saying this, like, if I loved myself, what would I do? That quote from Kamal, it was just like, yeah, wow. That's like a really – it gave me a tangible way to exercise self-kindness in my day-to-day actions.
3: Yeah, that's – yeah, that question was a game-changer for me as well because there were – this was still early on when there were times when I wasn't feeling love for myself. But if I ask myself that question, then I can make choices as if, because it starts with an if. There's no wrong answer to an if Mm. question, right? And also, I may still make the crappy choice, but then I'm responsible for it. And I start taking responsibility for my choices, and eventually I'll stop making the stupid choices. Mm. You know, it kind of makes you uh, just wake up about your choices and start making choices that serve you. Yeah. You know, and I can't, I can't say I like, I do that all the time. I'll still make the crappy choices sometimes, but like, I have nothing to blame. No one to blame. I just have my, my own, it was a choice, Mm -hmm. you know, it's my responsibility. And eventually, like when you start looking at that way, you're like, okay, I'm done with this one. I'm going (laughs) to choose better.
2: Yeah. If I loved myself, I wouldn't be making that choice. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great one. You can do it. I mean, look. It's funny how the answer can differ at times. Like sometimes, you know, eating a pint of ice cream, if I love myself, what would I do? I would not eat that pint of ice cream, right? But sometimes I would eat that pint of ice cream yes. if I love myself, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it depends in the moment. It's a beautiful question. It's because mm. it depends on you, who you are in the moment, yeah. you know?
2: <laughs> and, yeah, I, I get it. And so one of the key things, because I actually superseding that question prior, like I was a massive Tim Ferriss fan with Stu um, and in there, like his question is, well, how would this look if this was easy? How would this look if this was easy? How? Would That's this a look great this question. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Yeah, and I was, I was vibing on that right for for a long time, and trying to like just iron out. And so many things got ironed out so smoothly because of that question. And then this question has actually moved into the place and taken residency where that question used to live for me. Actually, what would this look like if I loved myself? Right. Because, like you said, like, it might just be easy to pull out that tub of ice cream and just go ham on it, right? Um, Mm. But then there's, but then it's like, if I loved myself, yeah, sometimes it's like, actually, this is a moment of, yeah, emotional self-care and all emotional eating. But, hey, like, right now, I've got to go there. I miss my family. And this is what, you know, I want to be. Um, But sometimes, like, no, 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 no. Like, today we're going to, like, today, like if I loved myself, I'd be, I'd be pumped into mine or something. Like, I'm not doing this right now so uh yeah thank yeah you
3: questions me. in the moment man they're powerful to they make us consciously start to live our lives hmm. because otherwise we just want to autopilot all the time
2: so i feel like i could talk to you forever but just while we're talking about
3: i would it, love to, <laughs> you to if <laughs> you want to like, do this again i'm
2: happy to do the game oh, with you brother, thank you one of the things about consciously living our lives i know you're a massive fan of this book oh, and yeah. so am i bro so am i like even as I'm holding it right now, I have this weird way that I'm touching it. So I'll just stop that. Um, <laughs> but I want to, um, I want to, well, I'd like, the, I just want to reflect something that I read recently on, um, in The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, uh, whether you're tuning in purely just to the audio. Um, yeah, I took away one of these, like every time I read it, I take away something else, which again is what I love about great art, great work, is you find, depending on where you're at, subjective, subjectivity that subjectively is, you know, the art reflects something different back to you. And the last time I was reading there was this, I'm not sure if you remember this, but he keeps talking about this language beyond the words that certain people have. Do you know what I'm alluding to in the book? Keep going. So he's talking about there's this language beyond words. Like mm-hmm. He's on his journey and he's like, he meets people at the crystal shop and there's one person that comes in and he has this language beyond words. Or he's like herding the cows and he happens to meet, you know, this particular person they had, and they... They speak of a language beyond words. And this is, and I was just like, oh, you know, what is this language beyond words? Anyway, he keeps going through And for some reason, my mind just like kept anchoring it and like fixated on it. And then towards the end, like the near very, I think it's in the last chapter, he goes, ah, and now I understand that language beyond words. And he's, he rips it open and he goes, it's enthusiasm. And I was just like, wow, like, I never read that in the first three times that I read it. So that was like the first time. You know what? I
3: don't remember that. So thank you.
2: (laughs) And so that came through recently. And it was like, I wanted to just touch on like some of the lessons that I've gotten from this book, like namely that one, but also just like, when you love yourself, you're living your life, right? Like, and actually living up, like showing up. And there's days where you can't show up. There's days where you can, but you're committed to something bigger than yourself. You're in service to more than just yourself. There is this palpable you end up speaking this language beyond words. And for me, that kind of is self-love like as at the essence of it a little bit, right? It's like, that gives Mm -hmm. you the inspiration to show up with enthusiasm because it's like, hey, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing to the best of my ability. I'm loving myself as I do it. This is my expression because this is what I would do if I loved myself. Um, I can't really be hard on that, right? It's it's really Mm -hmm. amazing. And then Mm -hmm. you show up with such incredible enthusiasm for me, that's been my experience. Um, maybe just a moment to reflect on perhaps the Alchemist or your journey, anything that's in there for you
3: I mean that book I remember when i when I first read it, it just blew my mind, just blew my mind. you know that's another book that's written so simply and so beautifully, you know, and it deserves all the success it has, you know like there's a reason for it, and I'll tell you something that's that's a that's a special moment of of pride for me, which is. Harper One, the division of HarperCollins that, that's published "Love Yourself," like your life depends on it, is the same one that publishes "The Alchemist." So when I go in their offices, there's a big poster of "The Alchemist" right there. And so, like, the same publishers publishing "Love Yourself," which oh. you know for me was just like, wow, it's yeah. so cool, you know, it's just so cool. Um, no, that's a book I, I, I don't know how many copies I've bought over the years, <laughs> you know, like no one, and and. It's another one that you just get so much out of, so much life out of, uh so much out of life in there. You know, one thing it did for me was it kinda of like awakened this this travel lust I have. That book did that for me with that boy going off in search of his treasure. <laughs> you know, it just just I've always had it, but it just kinda of like woke it up full on in me. Mm. Yeah, you know, like the books do that, man. Books when they wake something up inside, you know, books saved me when I was a child. They were my refuge, right? So like to be able to then create books uh and look you know look at that child right books saved him and now he's written books that the adult version of written books that he gets emails every day so people saying it saved their lives that's amazing is it really never, true, that's probably. amazing never in Why? a million years would he have thought
2: absolutely amazing what a gift yeah yeah and on that yeah. i think that just speaks to inspirations and how they you know how like what inspires us what nurtures us will always be there you know you can't fake your inspirations as I think similar to what you alluded before you know books inspired you from such an early age to yeah to come to your rescue and then here you are writing books that are yeah you know helping so many really of us in, in such places can I ask you a question brother um what yeah, has, please when you <laughs> finally <laughs> we're well, we were just I haven't <laughs> asked a <the> question yet. <laughs>
3: I got to tell you, man, this is one of my favorite interviews. <laughs> oh, I'm really enjoying this.
2: Thank really you, Well We were up until this point. Now I'm actually going to ask a question. <laughs> yeah, 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 now. i like, all right, I got to <laughs> Now the way <word> begins. <laughs> I was going to ask you, inspired evolution, when you hear that, what does it mean to you? Uh, uh, could you repeat that? Inspired evolution, when you hear that, what does that bring up for you? What, is it, what do you hear, when you? Hear? That's
3: a great question. Um... What is, you know, the word inspire, that comes from, you would know this better than I, it's, it's like from God. What does that mean? The, where does that word come from?
2: So inspire is breath, but it's to inspire is also in spirit. So you're invoking spirit into into your act.
3: Yeah, it's, look, I'm a huge fan of the word of personal evolution, my fund, I run a venture capital firm, is called Evolve VC, you know, ah. personal evolution. Like, look, that's I think that's what I'm about, is working to be better. So inspired evolution is... I was as good as it gets, but this comes from breath of God, from the source of reality, from all that is, you know, if you come from that place, it's bigger than you, you know, like I didn't set out to write a book on loving yourself, but I didn't set out to be that guy, you know, that came from bigger than me. I'm just a lucky guy who got caught up in it, you know, who got to experience the other side and was able to like share with the world in a way that he can through his filter, through his lens, you know, in fact. I was talking to someone on Reddit the other day. Very. He writes a lot of really good stuff, personal development stuff. And he was like, you know, he should write. He wants to write a little book on loving yourself. I'm like, do it. We all have our own filters and lessons, you know. The more we share it, like it's not like, like I, I, you know, the more we share, we come from different angles. The more it helps everyone, and it actually helps us, you know, which uh, as as I learned last year in finishing the book, you know beautiful lesson. Thank you for reminding me of that.
2: Uh, thank you, brother. thank you so much. I'm definitely going to be checking out the work of all these as well. And um, yeah, for those that want to tune in, I know that I've um, yeah yeah I'm going to say I've been harper uh, harping <laughs> <harpering> on <laughs> about <the, laughs> harping on about the book, <laughs> but I, you can't you can't turn it off. Like I'm still going to be doing this even after this episode because I've been doing it for the last few years. I'm still going to be doing it years on after this. The book. Has been seminal in like the work that it's helped me with in my life, so I will continue to do that. So, I will put a link to the book, even if Kamal doesn't want you (laughs) to have a link. He probably does, but um, but yeah, Yeah, that'll be linked in the show notes. Um, anywhere, any place else you'd like to direct? I know your blog's pretty cool, man. Like it's pretty intrepid. Um. It well, is, but I, I, I'm too. lazy,
3: man. I don't post them. I post them on my blogging once a year. I just yeah. write, like to write books, you know, like yeah. a Twitter or Instagram, just my full name. Um, we'll my email address is in my book and all my books, you know, in the back. Um, mm-hmm. I always say, you know, any questions or whatever, email me. Yeah. I always respond. Sometimes it takes a while because I get overwhelmed. But, you know, then I'll do like, okay, you know, then I'll go through. And people are wonderful. I just love, I love listening to from readers, you know. So email me. Or, you know, or if you'd like Instagram or Twitter, I'll respond, you yeah. know, it's a gift for me, you know, so I enjoy it.
2: Yeah, connection, it's it's such a valuable, yeah, just the essence of all of that. Kamal, brother, <laughs> I legitimately use that word uh, wisely, brother, it is such a pleasure to have had you here today to share some time, energy, space together. I. I know in my bones that this work has meant so much to me. It's, it's been a real gift for me to just have this chat with you today, just to be able to, yeah, just bring that to uh, the Inspired Evolution tribe and community. Um, yeah. Like I love your work. Yeah. It's yeah,
3: a true pleasure, that. man. Oh. I'm I I'm so touched by it, Like how much you've gone into my work and look, if I can be of help, just reach out. And next time we talk, I'll, probably have a new laptop so i'll have the video camera fixed you <laughs> can actually do like so it's not just me staring at me you can stare at me <laughs>
2: perfect thank you brother thank you and as Great. always yeah thank you for the work that's done in on that's informed our conversation today and wishing you all the best for, for what's coming up man as always
3: you too man you too oh
2: thanks for listening in to another amazing episode of the inspired evolution if you're loving these episodes make your way across to youtube click subscribe fresh episodes are launched every monday with highlights being released throughout the week thank you so much And hey, guys, just so you know, a lot of love, heart, soul, and work goes into these episodes. So if you could, please leave us a five-star review and comment on iTunes. I love reading your positive feedback. It fans the flames of the passion to continue to create and help you live the life that you love. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Big love from Amrit. And remember to stay inspired to evolve.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.